What is up, hockey fans, and welcome to the final edition of the Inside the Box podcast for this season. We saw three teams get crowned champions uh, from one last Thursday and then Monday and Tuesday night. We were recording Monday, uh, Wednesday morning. I believe this will be up Thursday, but... Gotta wait? Yeah, I think we got to wait because we had a couple other stuff going up today, a couple other podcasts where we don't want to... Drown out everything, but till then. what a week! What a let's say what a over a week it was because we had the six mm-hmm. semifinal games and then we had the three championship games. Um, what were your just impressions of of the weekend? Because this is the first time I'm pretty sure you covered all those semifinals and all the championships, right? I think it was. Jeez, yeah, it's <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, probably every game, yeah, for sure. Um, I think the uh, probably the lasting memory of the whole thing is going to be the Battle of Wallingford there. Yeah, that um, was that, that was, was wild. That was special. Um, the other two games, you know, it was, it was weird after the weekend. A little little wait, uh, you know. You get, I don't want to say it lost the juice because I'm sure for the for the teams and for the and for the fans of those schools, there was still plenty of it. But uh, it was a little a little different. But I mean, especially you know, just I mean that that Division Three game, just all of Wallingford turning out and that atmosphere was yeah. just incredible it was going to be hard to top that one way or the other yeah for sure i mean um you know yale was hosting the ivy league championships on campus so from what i was told they didn't have enough staff to staff Ingalls over the weekend therefore they pushed the games i agree i think it did take a lot i think it took some of the air out of it because when you're playing those those semifinal games in a row and then the three games in two days mm-hmm. you kind of get that the d2 gets the night game then it's d1 mm-hmm. in the morning and uh, D3 in the morning, D1 after. I feel like, you you know, kind of, you know, the D1 fans come in and you kind of mm-hmm. like uh, pack it out. And yeah. But not that the D3 game needed it this year. No. If anything, I think the D2 game was the one with the least exciting storyline. Kind of, yeah. Um, I mean, Ken, Ken Barr's had a good line. I think I put it in the story. You, you know, tell Tell your tell your friends and family you got a Monday night playoff game. Like, it's like a Monday night wedding. He said, not everybody's showing up. <laughs> no, but good. you know what? That turned out to be the best game of the weekend. It did, yeah. Um, but we're not going to jump ahead. Uh, let's just we'll dive into D three, the Battle of Wallingford, right. uh, Sheen uh, Lyman Hall. Mike and I both said this on the podcast at the beginning of the year. We thought the Division three championship was going to have to go through Wallingford. Hand was great this year. Really um, who the heck did who did Lyman Hall beat in the semis? Uh, Lyman Hall beat blanking. In the semis. <laughs> I am too. That's I'm impressive. blanking because um, it's been so long. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you're right. Uh, I should have had this up. I think I would have. Uh, Newington. Thank Ugh. you. In oh, my God. A crazy game. They mm. scored two goals in the final, I think, two and a half minutes to win. Yep. Um, Michael yep. Yeah, Michael Toole scored the winner. It was mm-hmm. crazy. Going into this game, you knew it was going to be crazy. They had split during the regular season. And uh, if you asked anybody, they thought Sheen was going to roll because Sheen had been on fire. Towards the end of the year, Lyman Hall kind of tripped towards the finish line, lost in their conference tournament, recovered for the state tournament, and had been playing really well, but they sneak past Newington after they blow it. And Sheen had just kind of rolled through everybody, mm-hmm. but it was for naught as Lyman Hall cruised to the Division Three title. And I think a lot of people were surprised. I think I was. Um, 
you know, Andrew Sacco was Andrew Sacco was uh, fantastic. He really was. Um, special kind of night. Uh, they got a really good team effort. They got, uh, I think, three power play goals. It turned out with that last one, right? Yeah. So uh, I mean, it, everything everything clicked really well for Lyman Hall. It was uh, it was a wild game. I mean, credit six to two. I just I think if you said that the final was going to be six to two, I think people would have assumed Sheen won. Sheen. I think if Lyman Hall was going to win this game, it was going to be kind of low scoring. They weren't going to let Sheen kind of go. I mean, I know I said it to you before the game. If Lyman Hall wins, Kyle Roberts needs four points. Kyle Roberts had three points, um, so I'll take it. But um, it was a great game. I mean, Andrew Sacco played unbelievable. You know, they said it. Uh, I think Kyle said it at the end of the game that they thought that Robertson didn't look like he was on early. Mm-hmm. And that first period, it was scoreless. They kind of, uh, it wasn't scoreless. It was 1-1, I apologize. But the shots were really low. And Lyman Hall looked very timid. And I remember at one point in the second period, I turned around to you. I think they had like six shots. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, they're not going to win the game if they keep playing like this. Like, what is, like, what's going on? And then I think right around that point, they had spoken at intermission we got to put pucks on it. We got to put pucks on net. They thought Robertson looked a little shaky. Yep. Again, I don't know if he was or not, but the goal started to come. They scored three in the second and two in the third and just absolutely sucked the wind out of the place, yep. at least on the Sheen side. Mm-hmm. And um, Lyman Hall wins their first state championship um, for their hockey program. So credit to Coach Minix, Kyle Roberts, Weir, Pettit, you know, uh, Andrew Sacco. I mean, mm-hmm. they played great. And, you know, shout out to Sheen because – that was an unbelievable run they put yep. on. Heck of a year. Uh, heck of a year. Credit heck to of a team to watch. They were so much fun to watch. They really they, were. They, I keep talking about that power play, but, yeah, man, they were some real fun. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, Coach Coach Festa does a great job there. So it was great to see. And that atmosphere. I, look, the D1 game was crazy packed, and, you know, Prep does an unbelievable job. No, that no. was the best atmosphere of the hockey champ. That mm-hmm. might have been the best atmosphere if you include the Mohegan basketball championship. Because right. it was pure – and I'm not using the word hate, but there was pure like that was a pure rivalry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like they like they like the kids play together. They know yeah. each other. Some of them grew up together. Some of them have played together. They I see them going back and forth on social media during the season, yeah. like a lot of fun and like mm-hmm. they all like each other. And mm-hmm. for them to meet in the state championship and play for that title, and you know, they, yes, Lyman Hall's a co-op. Okay, we don't need to say it. They're, they are a co-op. Mm-hmm. But you listen to Kyle Roberts after the game. And he said it. He goes, "I I played in this for four years." He goes, they're my rivals now, too. And, like, that's fair. Mm-hmm. That's fair because you go into a game, even if you're not from Wallingford, but you're from Haddam Killingworth or Coggenshog, like, they don't like you. It's not like, <laughs> you know, the Sheehan fans aren't going to not right. boo you because, oh, he's from Coggenshog. Let's not he's boo like, right, him. Well, yeah. Like, that's their rivalry now. So I thought that was so cool. And for them to meet yeah. in the finals was awesome. I thought that was an unbelievable game. I was surprised. I wasn't surprised that Lyman Hall won. I was surprised by how comfortable they won and how easy it was it seemed you know, i mean it definitely wasn't easy exactly i said that to matt pat and he said, well i wouldn't uh, take exception to that no offense i'm like i'm taking them. yeah you know it was it was a grind they they worked to get it and uh they they, they worked really hard apparently they did they did so lemon owens d3 championship then we had like five days off and uh monday you night do, uh, yeah what did i do I, you listen to the girls podcast i'll tell you um and then this was the game where I think a lot of people, there was really no storyline to this game. There was no town rivalry or school rivalry. It was Brantford, Glastonbury, couldn't be further apart. Uh, the only thing is that they played earlier in the year and Glastonbury won. 
Ranford, though, hasn't lost, hadn't lost since like Jan, the first week of January. Something stupid like that, right? I think it was first week of February. First week of way. February, even better. They they had won like eleven straight, or have been were unbeaten right. in eleven straight. Right. Depending on how you account that. Yeah. Sure. And uh, I thought Brantford was going to roll. Um, I thought they had just been playing unbelievable hockey, and I thought that they were going to cruise. But for two and a half periods, we didn't have a goal. Um, and then Spencer Engstrom, Engstrom scores with 10 minutes left or so in the third. Jack Manware lights the lamp with the empty netter at the end, and all of a sudden, that was one of the fastest games I think we've we've had. Yeah, it didn't move pretty well. That game was really, and there was a lot of penalties, but mm-hmm. it just moved like really quick. Like, pretty sure the five minute penalty that power play that Brantford was on, I think there was one whistle in mm-hmm. it. It could have been zero. I mean, there was. There were a lot of penalties, but other than that, there was a lot. Of, at one point, I think there was like six minutes in between play right. after Engstrom scored the goal. Mm. Um, so that was a great game. Uh, Brantford won um, and died. They just dominated the rest of the season from that point. And you talk, I talked to them after, and they said they had this, this Connor game where they lost right. 3 nothing. And uh, they rallied, and they decided that they were going to – they were yelling at each other. They were mad at each other. And they decided they were gonna they were gonna bond together and and push through and become a team and get close and turn to a uh, SEC SWC championship and then a state championship and yep. that's pretty awesome and it worked for them. I, you know, I, we I, I saw another coach after the game. You know, and I mentioned you know Ken Barson said that he, he felt his team was a little too individual at times and didn't play as a team. And then the coach said, you know, you know, Brantford kind of did the same thing. And, it, and you know, we kind of laughed at each other. It worked for them. You know, they had yeah. a lot of really good players who, you know, even, I mean, losing losing Cristinato in that game was a huge loss. Yeah. And they were, they were still sort of able with just, you know, 10 skaters kind of rotating to just kind of make it work. You yeah. Know, to get it done, to, to, you know, next guy up making the play, next guy up getting it out, next guy up, you know, not on the rush and, and, and. You know, and Spencer Engstrom with a goal and assist there, and uh, just quite a turn, yeah, quite a, quite a finish, and quite a uh, quite a season for them. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Yakimov, he made twenty saves. Uh, I'm gonna be honest, I, I think I he got to a know. point where I think they were playing so well defensively, and he was making the saves in net that I was like, I don't think Glastonbury's gonna score. <laughs> like, I, I just had that feeling where it was like, not that he was playing, I mean, he was playing well. But, like, he didn't make, like, 50 saves. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't, like, all over the place. The defense played so well. He made the saves that he had to make. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, I just don't think they're going to be able to get one. This one's either going to overtime, and we're going to play until Brantford scores. (laughs) I didn't think Glastonbury was going to score at all. Just catch that break. You know, that was the thing Ken Ken Barso was saying. You know, just they they were looking for – they wanted that – they wanted either the traffic and, you know, you you needed a rebound or you needed – to make the couple of plays to the backside to, to get the, the better shot yeah. off, and they just never were able to never were able to get that done. No, they were not. So Branford is the D two champions, first time since nineteen eighty eight, before I was born. Stop it, Pete. <laughs> and then the final Jeez. game of the season was Tuesday night, and Fairfield Prep Notre Dame West Haven. Not a surprising matchup because of how just talented these programs are um both teams had to made strides throughout the season from mm-hmm. the first game to the last game to get where they are you know prep lost a lot of guys from last year's team that won it all and notre dame west haven had a lot of young guys on this team yep 
and uh, they both kind of did it the same way. They don't really they didn't really care what happened in the regular season. All they worried about was getting ready for the state tournament, and they both made runs, um, beat some really good teams to get here. Notre Dame West Haven beat Darien, who beat them, I believe, beat them twice during the regular season. Yep. Uh, beat them in the semi, uh, in the quarterfinals, to get to the semis. Oh, where they beat Northwest Catholic in a very good game, and then Prep um, kind of dominated um, to get here. Um, as expected, when Prep gets going, Prep gets going, and here we are, and Fairfield Prep. State champions again, beating Notre Dame West Haven five to two last night. Um, I think this is kind of the way we saw the game going. Um, you know, Prep scores two right away, uh, not right away. It scores two in the first after they kind of felt each other out, and then they were kind of on cruise control. Um, I mean, it's, this is Prep. I mean, this is what we've come to expect from them. Doesn't matter what their ranking is, what their record is. When it's crunch time, Sather's going to get the best out of them, and I think that's what they kind of were hoping for heading into the tournament. You get a goal from each, from all four lines, and, and the first line gets the last goal. You you get the first varsity goal from from uh, from Tommy Quinn you know, in, in, to open the scoring. Uh, just a little bit of everything from, from this team. Jake yeah. Walker, you know, he, he's got some moments, but, but, you know, he makes the big saves when he needs to. Uh, it's It's just fair field prep. Yeah, just I mean, keep. But they have five um, different goal scorers. Uh, yes. I mean, yep. how, how many teams can yep. do that in Division One? Have five different goal scorers come from four different lines. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's exactly that's fair. And sure you know, part. and your and your top line isn't isn't the best line in the no. <laughs> in the state championship. Exactly. So. I mean, they didn't have. Uh, I think their first pe- their first line didn't score until the third period or the end of the second. Period. I, I think a couple of those guys were on for earlier goals. I think uh, the third goal they might have had one or two guys on at that point in the middle of a change, but still. Yeah. You know, it's you're, still you're, you're getting something from everybody, and uh, and then you know, and Matt Sather said, you know, the defense is grinding it out too. It's not like they weren't chipping in at all. They were they were pretty solid as well. Yeah. Just uh, that's prep. Yeah, that's prep, and they build they. They get themselves tested. They keep improving, and they were three and six at, at the one end. point. <laughs> they were three and six at one point. I mean, here they are. Xavier, who was I think two and eight or three and eight at that point. And, yeah, that was, that, a, that was the game they talked about the other day. Is kind of the turnaround. Everything started to click. They got they got a win without that top line scoring. Yeah, and you know, Caleb Reeves says, you know, I, people people would think we'd be upset, but we were thrilled. Yeah. And there they and there they go. Yep. And, um, One more time. It was in all four Catholic school final mm-hmm. final four, um, with prep getting. God, why, what am Xavier. I forget Xavier? Right. Xavier back to back final Which, four appearances. Uh, Unbelievable. Xavier run seems for like them. they're always in the semis, and it's just that getting over that hump. One of these yeah. years, they're well, get over after that what hump the year they went through this year, the fact that they made the semis, I think, is yep. is very very good for them. Yep. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they look next year. Again, same with prep. I mean, you know, prep just, they don't rebuild, <laughs> they retool. Um, I think Notre Dame West Haven will be in the mix again last year. So many sophomores on that team, yep. a lot of juniors. Uh, Connor Smith played awesome for them. He was only a sophomore. Mm-hmm. If he's back, you know, they're going to be, right. they might, look, you can make an argument, and granted this is eight months, nine months ahead. Of, you can make an argument that Notre Dame West Haven is the number one preseason team Could next be. year. They have so many guys coming back. They have an unbelievable coach in Larry Vieira. You know, credit to him. We, uh, him and I spoke at the beginning of the year after they got like smoked by Ridgefield, mm-hmm. 
And he was just like, all right. He goes, this is, we're learning and we're playing for March mm-hmm. or February. He's like, that's what we're playing for. That's, that's what we're building. waiting to get to. And he did. So, you know, credit to him in his first year there. Um, it was a fun year. Mike, what are, what are some moments or anything from the season that really just stand out to you? From the season, boy. You know, yeah. I knew you were going to throw this at me. I <laughs> think about it. D3, obviously, that was that was something special. Um, was it Bennett for the uh, for the D1 quarters for uh, for Ridgefield Xavier? Which uh, should we should we talk about the podcast the week before Ridgefield Xavier? Your your little moment there. <laughs> Pete was Pete was very very close to uh, picking Xavier uh, in that game, um, but I dropped a word that I should not have dropped. And I think we should have kept it in. <laughs> Uh, it was a bad word, uh, and I had to cut it out of the episode. But I was very, very, very close to picking Xavier yep. in that game. I decided against it, and uh, yeah, but there it was. <laughs> I, that that game. I mean, it's 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 so tough when you know that that Ridgefield team was so special, and you know, twenty two and zero, and it comes down to overtime. And and they give up a goal, and that's where it ends. And it's like, where do you? It, yeah, I mean, where do you like, shit on them? In, in fifteen years, you know, you know, I think about it. In twenty years, do do people remember that New Canaan team that was so fantastic in nineteen ninety nine that lost to a very good Notre Dame Fairfield team in the so. final? I don't. I don't. It's, think you know, so. they're they're the runner up, runner up, and they were fantastic. And you wonder about it's 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 rough for this Ridgefield team because it, that team was was special and it was fun to watch and it was a great group and to lose in overtime. It's so tough. Yeah, I mean, they you look at the guys that they had: Forrest, Nikki Cullen. Matt Walker, Sean Gordon, Simon Van Wees. I mean, they were so talented. I mean, that that could be your first team All-State team right there. And uh, I just, it it was very surprising to see. I would have, would not have been surprised if they lost to Prep in the semi. Mm -hmm. Just playing the team three times, a team like Prep. I'd love to see that game one more time. Yeah, I mean, the second time was unbelievable. Uh, the first time taking nothing away from Xavier, obviously. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely not. But it would have been awesome to see that, yeah. and uh, it's kind of it's hard to sit because we talked about it last night. It's like, well, where do we put Ridgefield in the final poll? Where right. do you vote Ridgefield in the final poll? Now, the final poll, I believe, will be out Thursday. I think I was told Friday. Friday, it might be Thursday online. But Friday. Yeah. Um, so it's you, you kind of sit that. Look, I'll, I'll say it now. I voted Ridgefield too. I did. They with prep winning. Too. You got to vote prep one, and um, you know, Richfield was the best team all season. Mm-hmm. They beat Fairfield Prep twice. Dude. I'm not saying that I would have voted Richfield <laughs> one. I believe if you win the big championship, whether it's D one, Class Double L, if you win those, depending on the sport, um, if you win that championship, especially in hockey, if you win the D one championship in hockey, you are the number one team. I think that's just the way it goes. I can see arguments for Ridgefield, but I could I also see too. arguments against, obviously, they didn't win at all. They didn't even make the semifinals. Mm-hmm. They didn't win a game in the state tournament. Right. Obviously, they had the bye, but they didn't win a game in the state tournament. How much did that layoff hurt them? Probably didn't help. So, I mean, they won the SCX. They were 22-1. and one. You know, you got to tip your cap and say it's an unbelievable season. I would be disappointed if Ridgefield did not finish in within the top two. In the poll. I think that would be a shame. 
and it's nothing against Notre Dame West Haven, but Richfield beat them during the year, um, pretty handily. Um, Richfield beat a lot of teams. They beat the everybody. Game. Yeah. So like you can't ignore that, and that's just all I'll say about that. I put Richfield too. Uh, did I, I did think? Too. Did I think about putting them one? No, that never crossed my mind. Crossed mine. Why? If you don't mind. Just because of how dominant they were all year. You know, everybody else got a chance to lose one game somewhere and still yeah. maintain their ranking. I mean, it's, it's a ranking in the end. Does, does it matter? No, nobody's going to remember. There's, 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 there's going to be a banner at Wonderland with one more year on it, and nobody's really going to yeah, no one's gonna care who, who won the poll. The thing but, is about uh, the losses, and it's a lot with college football, it's not that you lost. It's when you lost. Right. If you lose week one— you're out of the yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying if you would rather lose week one than week ten. Nope. You, you just chance, you have a chance to come back, but just uh, college football is weird though. That. College football is weird, but I'm just saying it's like would 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 Richfield have rather have lost game one to Fairfield Prep than the quarterfinals to Xavier? Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously. Um, but we're talking about the poll. Yeah, but I'm just saying like people sometimes forget that we saw that in the football poll two years ago mm-hmm. when Hand went thirteen and one and. Darian went thirteen and one, and people were trying to figure out who the number one team is. Mm-hmm. I feel like people forgot that Hand lost like week two to mm-hmm. Shelton. They just forgot, and it was like, well, Hand has a loss, you know. Darian lost to New Canaan, Hand lost to Shelton, but like no one, like Shelton had lost early in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and people, you just kind of forgot that they lost who they lost to, and I think that really hurt them in that final ranking. That has nothing to do with anything. But I'm just saying, it's like when you get to the poll, it, it's so hard because it's like, where do you rank? Where did you put Brantford? Where do you put Lyman Hall? And in hockey, we only vote ten. Right. In in basketball and a little behind the curtain in basketball, both basketballs, football, baseball, softball, we vote fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little different with baseball. It's a little different with hockey because there's not many. Really, the poll is. Basically, Division One teams all year. And, and you get why. If you pay attention to high school hockey in the state, you understand why that is. Sometimes D2 teams will sneak in there at 9 and 10. Um, you know, maybe if a D2 team loses one or two games, depending on who they beat, mm-hmm. you know, they'll be in there. I only had one non-D1 team in my final poll. Um, I put Branford in there because mm-hmm. I think right now they're, they're playing like one of the best teams in the state. But do I think if we redid the D1 tournament and put Brantford in there where they win Division 1, I don't think they'd make it out of the first round. So, But that, that could make them a top 10 team depending on where you put them. I had them at 9. I, look, I'll, I'll tell you my poll. I had Brantford at 9. I gave them 9. I thought about putting Lyman Hall at 10 and then and I like Lyman Hall. Mm-hmm. I, I've said it a million times on the show. I really like Lyman Hall. But when you when you watch all those games... You notice the big difference between Division Three, Division Two, and Division One right. hockey. A lot of no look passes to no one. A lot of poor, clear attempts that have turned into goals in Division Three. Which was Pete's uh, all, all week. That was that was all week. Uh, I'm Pete's watching highlights and I'm like, they just should have. If they cleared it up the boards, they're out. Instead, they clear it up the middle. Defenseman keeps it in, throws it on net, and boom, goal. You could just see the disparity between. And I am not a fan. Of voting for champions, I yeah, I vote in the girls basketball poll. I didn't vote because they were champions. I didn't vote them in the top ten just because they won class S or they won class M. Mm-hmm. And we saw it in the boys basketball poll. 
Farmington is a top five team. They won Division Three. Are they really a top five team? I don't know. That's not how I vote. Obviously, people vote differently. There will Mike will get ballots that have all three champions in the top five. I guarantee you will. Me? Yeah. I'm not sure about that. Okay. Hopefully, I'm oh, wrong. In, the, in the top ten. Yeah. Yes. In yeah. the Top five. No. No. That so that's what happened in football. Mm. And Bloomfield snuck in in the top five, and that was crazy. But that's besides the point. No more Paul talk because the poll's coming out later. I don't want Mike to spoil it. Um, <laughs> Trying not. But, I mean, this was an unbelievable year. Thank you, we're guys. We're still, we're still waiting on some votes. But. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for following along yeah, this year. You. We had so much fun. Um, I know Mike was a little apprehensive about doing the podcast at the beginning of the year. I still so. don't think anybody's listening to me. So <laughs> we're I, all here for Pete. <laughs> Mike, I, I, I appreciate you, you, you coming in every week and, and really – giving this a shot and trying it. And uh, I really think, you know, it, it worked really well. I know the coaches and athletes and parents have really appreciated it. I know I've appreciated it. So thank you for that. Um, thank you to the coaches for coming on and uh, hanging out with us and talking hockey and pizza. Yep. And thank you for the kids for listening. Um, it's been an awesome year from the Winter Classic at Greenwich to the state finals at Ingalls. There were so many great moments this season. And uh, there's so many great hockey players that we got to watch, and there are going to be a lot of them that are back next year. And I don't want to rush it because I, I do like the spring. I do like baseball, and I do like not having nothing to do in the summer. Um, but <laughs> Lucky. Yeah, I just wanted to thank everyone. You get to do the Travelers. Stop. The Travelers is fun. Um, but <laughs> When they're not kicking me off practice. <laughs> Any last words, Mike? Thank you, Pete. This has been fun. It's been uh, it's been good. It's been uh, fun swinging in here every uh, every week and taping lost episodes at Ingles and uh, <laughs> there's so and many lost F-bombs episodes. And yeah, it's been fun. <laughs> it's been a it's been a ride. So uh, for the last time for the hockey season, uh, this is inside the bike inside the box. With Mike Fornabio and Pete Pablaga, and uh, we'll see you guys next year. <laughs>